What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Flash of rust. We simply says this. All of our loved ones, if this is what it come tonight, before you and I... the gospel and you don't feel anything then you are in your most dangerous position welcome you to another episode of porch talk boys and girls john how long have we been talking about like they're not being an off the deep end, and then somehow we just find ourselves off the deep end. John pitches an idea, and I'm enthralled by it. He couldn't do it any other time than right now, and now we have to do it. And here we are, probably about to chase rabbits and hop right off the deep end. John, how's it going tonight? Fantastic, buddy. How are you? How are you, man? Dude, I'm good. How do, how, how do these things happen, man? It's, dude, this stuff just comes to me. Like, I'll be, I was sitting at my, you know, my little radio station area talking to, uh, Brianna. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, you know this about roaches? Roaches? And, and we went into this whole long spill about it. And I'm like, hey, you go grab my phone in there. Cause it came to me. I'm like, we gotta talk about this. I'm like, She's like, not right now, I'm not getting up. And, well, you know, all this. Well, eventually, my phone wound up getting over there, and uh, I text Alan. I'm like, hey, man, you ever done a podcast about roaches? And he's like, no, man, let's talk about it. Got to. Got to, dude. Well, all man, right. um, let's warm up. Um, this this is a cold episode. Me and you, I don't think we've ever done a phone line. No, I don't think we have either. No, no I, I came in on one, I think. Yeah, you did. We called you in on one. Yeah. But uh, it has a different feel. It's um, It has a tendency um, to be harder. I mean, because I don't, I don't, I'm curious to see how this goes. Is yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we typically feed off of each other, but I don't know like, if we can do it as well here. So it's a good test. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I mean, how how bad could it be? You know, we've done we've done a lot of tests. So yeah, we did the road test. Let's yeah, the road test. Let's uh let's talk about that for a second. That's a good way to open. Um, so I got a. Uh, this is how I moved to 
iPhone. And remember, John, you and I both at this time were uh, Android users. Yeah, heavy, heavy, yeah. And I was still on AT&T, and I got a work phone. It was an iPhone that it was, you know, by Verizon, that service. And it got better service everywhere I was. And I was like, you you know what? I'm done. I'm I'm moving service. And so I canceled service with AT&T. And I moved over to Verizon. I got the, uh, was it, where are we at now? I got the the creme de la creme without it being like a tablet. Like it wasn't the i11 Pro Max. It was just, I think, the i11 Pro. Yes, yeah. It's a smaller one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I have now. We both switch teams. Yeah. And I've I, I done it just because I, um, you know, just from podcasting, like, people showing me what they do and how they do things, and most of them work off of iPhones, and, like, just seeing how easy the interface is, is I feel like I'm working my ass off on an Android. Now, granted, once you understand your... I'm, I'm not dissing Android. Like I've left the Android team, but I have a I'm under the suspicion that I'll come back. Yeah, me too. Me too. I feel the, like I'll be back. The more the more I get used to it is the more things I don't like and that, that is why Android is so good is um Apple will fall short with you. You you can't you can't manipulate everything like you like. Yeah, you can't have it your your specific way. You gotta have it the way Apple wants you. Yeah, man. Time is wasting time.
like a predator that knew I wanted to be Back to like the road show is I don't know you you want to say like six months ago we had the idea I was still drinking yeah yeah right yeah 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 you were uh, <laughs> yeah that was that was one of my last ones drinking yeah I still have it dude one so day. yeah it it's it's still it's still a thing uh but we had this idea that I wanted to start doing porch talk in my truck because like it, it felt like a lot of the drives to to the episode are while we were hanging out before or after the episode, however we prepped or or you know, however the the aftermath looked. Yeah, however it was, yeah. Was always on a on a scale, it was just like a little bit cooler. It was just like a like you took another pill off the onion almost. And we tried to capture that, so I got this microphone that could hook up to my iPhone, and it was going to be like this Nardwar thing. And me and John, I invited him over one night. I was like, we're going to ride these Kennedy back roads, and we're going to try to record this uh, porch talk on the road episode and by the way I've listened to it a couple of, it's not a bad episode it's just I can't figure out how to get it somewhere to where I can manip- manipulate it and edit it and get it right the, uh, yeah cause transferring it from one thing to another is pretty complicated I mean it's a big file too so a lot of the free ones will be like, eh, nah, nah, we can't convert that. Right. Yeah, big files, dude, big files are so hard to convert. Because we had a good time. Yeah. You showed me some stuff that I'm even from around there and didn't even know was there. Yeah. And just to talk a little bit about that <laughs> truck ride, and, and I guess we'll get to the roaches, but this could be uh, part of the episode, I guess, now, right? Is <laughs> oh, yeah. We started on the first dirt road, and I I just started telling you a little bit about the history of the place, as if you were a foreigner. I mean, you knew some of the stories. You you just didn't know all the details. You didn't know where. Yeah, yeah I didn't know the where to the what happened. And so you know, we went down the uh, Three Bridge Road and told the story about years ago there were these devil worshippers, and they didn't really mean any harm at the time. I think they were just teenagers, just. You know, maybe a little bit emo and just lashing out. But it turned into something that got a little bit real. And they actually uh, killed a cat and smeared cat blood on the bridge. And that's when the locals got involved and that's when law enforcement got involved. And, you know, kind of told the story about uh, the myths about that. Like there was a myth about someone actually got murdered on that middle bridge. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That that story still travels. 
And I mean, I, I mean, even today, I mean, look me up on this. Maybe, maybe there were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you know? I mean, there's <laughs> there was there was you know there was wars fought around and you know people were fighting and living. It was wild times. You know. I mean. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, and then, you know, we went by some of these old churches that aren't worshipped at now. And, you know, they had the cemetery right there by it. And you got out and took a look. And you was like, oh, these are Confederate cemeteries. And, I mean, we're, we're, looking, at these, uh, we're looking at these tombstones. And, like, they're so old that um, weather and age and time is just like... You, you can't read the names or dates anymore. They're just dilapidated altogether it's just a, a it's just a mark yeah it's just like it's so yeah like you say weathered it's you can't even read even a date or at all you, you can make out that it's a rock but if there was any kind of like design of anything it was gone any kind of like protrusion gone yeah and then you know just some of the cool things about those old back roads is um you know there was that one uh, dirt road that had the creek running through it to where you had to run through uh, the creek um, at the very bottom of the hill to get back up the hill to move on. And Remember uh, that side bank with those really interesting fluorescent oh, yeah. mushrooms? Yeah, the fluorescent mushrooms that grew out of the side of the trees up there. That was crazy, dude. I'd always heard about them. I'd never seen them. never even knew where it was. Yeah. I mean, and not, and not to mention the talk and, like, just thinking about some of the things that we were talking about then is if it were to drop now. Oh, man. It, it, would, it would be just as relevant. We, we were talking about, like, old topics as far as, uh, I guess, news of that time. And we're talking, what, when did that happen? Uh, six months ago, right? Yeah, just some January, something like that, December, January, yeah. something like that. I mean, it, it was before everything. It was... Um, yeah. You know, to the point to where this myth of a... I don't even think we heard of the coronavirus yet. I don't even think it, you know... And that was announced back in November. We're, we may be talking like eight months ago. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute for sure. Dang, when what? It, it was cold outside, I remember, because I had a jacket on. We were running the heat yeah, in man. the truck. Yeah. yeah. But the exact date, dude, that's... That escapes me definitely. Like even a month, it could be anywhere from November to basically mid February. Right. Not that. Not not that extreme, but yeah. And let's let's talk about let's, let's talk about, about that. that extreme. Ooh, ooh. Uh, say that again, if you don't mind. I said in, in Lance's arms about that extreme. If I leave How long would it take you to forget me? Tell me would you hold on tight Yeah to every one of those bad, bad memories 
Yeah, but I said goodbye Well, no, don't let the door hit you on your way Oh, but in retrospect, I think there's about a hundred better things that I could have said Like, baby, don't go Yeah, but she left Well, she packed all the books and burned everything else Yeah, she said not a funny thing Yes, baby, you think you got it all And you ain't even got yourself Should've said don't leave Oh, Lord, baby, don't leave That's a good that's a good point John we we uh here's time uh yeah. in Lance arms now um what are we gonna say as far as the time lapse uh now what's so, I, I want go ahead and remind the audience a little bit about like Lance arms and like what all it can do and how good it is for everybody Lance arms you know you got the standard met- standard metric system this Lance Arms does away with all that. It's just measurement. It can measure time, liquid, and space. Yeah. It's perfect. 
Uh, it really does a good job. And the cool thing about it, with where we are now, is it's really up to you to decide how long that Lance arm is. Yeah, you, you are the judge. Like, yeah. See, the Lance arm we just had was extreme. Or in your Lance arm, that time frame may be long or short. You know, it's just however your Lance arm measurement is. I know what mine is, and it's extreme or whatever, November to February. Yeah. I'm glad we brought that up. I want to. I want to tell everybody uh, we're working on making that a Googleable thing, and people can really invest in. It. It's going to be like a Reddit thing, to where yeah. where people can uh, build ideas and folklore about the Lance arm. Yeah, it's just the best thing for the measurement, not even the metric system or the standard measuring system, whatever it's called, the SAE measuring system it just does away with all that shit and you got <laughs> lance arms now I mean you can have, I guess we're gonna have to decide if there's precision lance arms too man no um I don't, I don't wanna you know, yeah, I, just change it I, I don't wanna go that far just yet I just wanna you know one idea at a time let's 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 lay down the wall yeah. And let's let the community decide. Yeah. And then we'll we'll move on because I mean we're I mean at that point we'll be talking about fingers, right? Yeah, it'd be like fingers. But whose fingers? The fingers. So we're we're going from Lance Arms to the fingers? I, I think I think we just need to. Uh, I, I think we yeah, need we, to just. We gotta settle on Lance Arms first. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta settle that that debacle. So we don't need to standardize it too much because we don't want to complicate things. Because the thing with Lance Arms is it uncomplicates it. Yeah, that that was the whole point of the invention. Is I yeah. feel like it makes everything as clear as mud. Is like, you know, the last time. I was having an argument about length, and uh, you know we it was it was hot. Uh, some would say six feet, some would say in seven, and I said, you know, in reality, it was probably about six and a half lance arms. And I mean, everybody understood. Yeah, everybody knew it. It was a complete diffuser of the situation. And that's what we're looking for, yeah. Right now, like that. is I measure I measure so many things with these lance arms. Pandemic's lance arms been extreme, yeah. So everything you can you can do everything, like we said, man. It's time, liquid, and space. Right. It's great. It, and it can be whatever you need it to be at the time. It can be seven lance arms or, depending on your lance, one lance arm. You know, it's, it's your measurement and it's just understood. It's understood. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about that. Is, uh, I mean, and, and assess this, is as your mind changes about how long a lance arm is, the answer changes. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
I mean, we we are entering into the new era of measurement, post truth. Okay, this yes. we're, we're we are making a measurement for feeling, not for fact, but for feel. We're and killing the game. It goes across the board. It goes across. It's completely translatable. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't wait till I I turn on the TV and uh, you know they tell me, you know, we're gonna measure the amount of rain at three and a half landstorms, and I was like, you know, it's gonna be a real booger, or maybe in my mind, what a what a light miss we had today. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice steady rain for a little while. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be enough to wet the driveway. Oh yeah, we're on our way here. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. It's coming. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely coming. Because people need something that's just standard, understood, you know. And why not measurement? Because you measure everything. Yeah. And what's beautiful about it is, is um, I mean, you're not just measuring things; you're seeing how much it weighs, or uh, yeah, you weight, can you can also whatever. tell how long it'll last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's time. It's whatever you need. It's the best thing ever. It's just waiting. It's right there at the cusp. We need you. Yeah. Use it, and I'm telling you, man, use it in conversation, and it'll. It'll be understood the measurement. It has the time frame. I can let me give you a personal testimony. Is I mean it was just the other day at work. Uh, we were having a conversation about how far the meter box was from the highway, and I said it's a solid ten lance arms, and he 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 wasn't picking up what I was laying down. I almost felt like I needed to do some like geographical stuff. Maybe, maybe give a little north, south, east, west. No. But then he interrupted me. And he said, it is about ten landstorms. He just, look, it comes down to this. Is I think here's the motto. Follow me here, John. And you may, you may one-up me. Is what we need you to do when you think about a lance arm, is look up, look down, and look all around. Yeah, that's it. When you think about it, just it's everywhere. It's whatever you need it to do. Well, we've solved one world crisis. Now we need to move on to the next. We're talking about the eradication of the very insect that is just going to outlive everything on the planet. See, see, that's the problem. If nobody's killing them because they're like, man, they're going to outlive us all, and everybody just lets them go on about their business, we got to start killing these things. Full-on rampage, dude. Eradication of the roaches. And then they maybe they won't out with us. Maybe we'll show them that we're the predatory species. You know? I'm not a I'm not against this is um 
you know, there's been too many times in these homes to where you have an infestation. Mm-hmm. And the homeowner is just taking it. But I've noticed in I've noticed in a lot of homes where uh, this type of behavior is just not taken, and that they won't have no part of it. So I think it's time to make a stand. We're talking about uh, we don't want to we don't want to hire the termination guy because I like having this joke with uh, the termination guys is uh, you know it, it's like any other job, right? Pest or any kind of uh, even medical, right? Is if everybody's healthy, you won't have anybody to work on. Well, if every house is pest-free, I won't have a job, so I'm going to put a little sweet feed out. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. They're feeding them. You think they're spraying to kill them. Have you ever, did you notice, have you ever noticed in like a new house or something that you don't see any roaches? until you leave some food out for a little while and then you get some roaches come in. We got to call the Terminator guy. Well, the Terminator guy comes and those two roaches dies. He's either infesting food or infesting babies in there. Dude, because after you have the Terminator come one time, you have to keep having them come every single time. Now. Like, now. Just keep coming and coming. They set you on a schedule. They're like, you want to go ahead and book next month now? Or you want to go ahead and book next month, sir? Yeah. If you killed the fucking roaches, why are you having to come back next month? Hello? That's what I'm saying. I'm putting a little sweet feed. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave a little marker. We'll, we'll kill one or two. But for the most part, we're going to let them go, boys. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying this to be... I'm being satirical. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, we're not attacking the Terminator guys. No, yeah, no, no I'm not. I'm not putting it down on anybody that has a termination business. It is a. It's a good row, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it, it's the only logical explanation. Because if you never call the Terminator, the term, you know, the the exterminator people. And you get the extermination stuff that you can buy at the stores. Like the bombs or whatever else. Yeah, and it seems like, to me, it seems like they stay gone longer. Now, this is just my opinion, but it seems like they stay gone longer doing it yourself. So maybe there is some some weight behind the the, the sweet feed over in the corner because you know you got a field that doesn't have any beer. Then all of a sudden next season it's full. Well, how do they do that? They ain't even no beer around there. Well, then you look over in the back of the field, the tree line, and you see a little cornfield. I'm telling you, it's a thing I want to understand, man. Is I think it's like a 25-day mix of sweet feed. It's like right when that day's over, it's like a ticking reminder. It's time to get them, the exterminator back. Yeah, that guy. These are crazy. I mean, and but then he's coming in. He's think coming of, in think about it with, uh, you know, think about it as a whole scale with, uh, it's, it's easy with food, right? Like having a food truck is an easy excuse. People got to eat. But, I mean, think about all the different services that we provide, right? I mean, to take it to a cell phone. I mean, we have 
businesses that open up primarily just to fix a cell phone. Yeah, I mean, there's what? There's like three here in Columbus, I think, that two of them just strictly just fix cell phones and like tablets. Right. And I'm telling you, I, I, you know, Terminator game or whatever game you want to be in is the thing that you want is a positive review. Is you want to be the best at whatever market it is that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be the best. You don't want to, you don't want to be one-upped by anybody, you know. You don't want to be, you don't want anybody taking over your game. Because you're like, no, that's my thing. Yeah. So it's just a constant, constant back and forth, I'd say. Do I drop the prices or do I put out the sweet feed? Oh, yeah. Winter's coming, I need to eat. Or do I do, I do both? That's crazy, right? Yeah. You'll see the Terminator guys coming out in the winter when the bugs is in a hole somewhere. Yeah, dude. They got them on the schedule, man. Sweet. Go ahead and book you for next month. Sweet feeders. Hey, anything else to add about the cockroach epidemic? Well, I just, dude, I think if we were to start really killing, like stomping these dudes out when we would see them, maybe. Do we, we even do we even know how they breed and where they breed? It's in a darkness somewhere where nobody sees. Yeah, it's in a dark corner somewhere, man. It's and it's probably the dirtiest six. Like cockroaches yeah. are some nasty people. Yeah, cockroach dude, cockroaches are they're tiny and they slither around through your trash. Yeah. And come out of it. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. They all man it, You're you're fun. immediately offended when you see a cockroach in your home. Like it's almost uh, degrading to your home that a cockroach is there. Right? Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, we're talking like, like, I I, I lost, I don't know, (laughs) 35 Lance Arms worth of cool points here for having a cockroach in my home. And here I am trying to get ready for uh, for the weekend or or for tomorrow, whatever it looks. And they they come in, and once you, if you see one out and about, you got a million. Hide, you know. That's why they survive, right? That's why they're gonna survive the apocalypse. Is that there's a QAnon or any of these conspiracy guys aren't covering this kind of material? They're not, man. Cockroaches. They could, if they really got together and banded together, like they may be in the corners in dark places having cockroach meetings. <laughs> yeah, you know, they may be, dude might be like here 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 you know here comes in the honorable cockroach king whatever and they got plans dude you know they're making big moves behind the scenes and nobody's talking about it hey, what are we to do i mean what can you do them. we've got to take them out everyone you see it may be plotting to come in your house take it out we got to show the cockroaches who's boss man
give you a hint where they go I can't speak for the whole country but I'll speak for uh, Mississippi central Mississippi is if the cockroaches aren't in your home they're preying on your meter boxes really it's a warm place in the earth to be it's easy to get in and out uh, you'll see more black widows You'll see more. Um, these are not. I, I did see. I saw my first baby copperhead yesterday in a meter box. Ooh. And oh man, you ought to saw how angry he was. I, I wonder where the. It was a little strange. Uh, it, it seemed to me like it, it seemed to me like he was a, a a bit young to be by himself. Like I, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to bring on 
like a snakeologist or whoever those people are. Yeah, the people uh, that know about snakes. To, to talk about these kind of things, but it seemed like he was a touch young and to be by himself. But, you know, poisonous snakes are supposedly, they're not eggs. They, they're born live. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And maybe he was, or she, um, you know, was just left behind. Just chilling in this meter box. I opened it up and uh, immediately struck the screwdriver. I can't tell you. I can't tell you this enough. If if you are a, a person, everybody has. You know, if you're if you have a landlord, you don't have to worry about it. Like apartment complex, or maybe you rent a home for from a landlord. But if you own a home, first off, I hope that you know where your meter box is. And secondly, is keep it clean, because those are the kind of meter boxes that are going to have surprises on you. What if you have a leak in your home and you need to cut your water off and you didn't even know where your meter box was? Like, oh, your water just be running the entire time. Why you're going to pay? I mean, you know, we every company surely has leak forms and things like that, but. I mean, what, what what if you need what if you're going away for a couple of months and you want to cut your water off or whatever the case right yeah whatever reason you want to cut your water off and you can't because you don't know where it is how could you live like that and then when you go out to these water boxes is I'm telling you is don't use your fingers use a screwdriver use something because you never know there's uh, one in every ten meter boss is going to have a black widow in it. Really? I, I about guarantee you. Especially um, especially when you get on the outer skirts of the city. Like, maybe not so much for apartment complexes. And most of these apartment complexes are, like, master meter to where, like, the entire uh, apartment is metered by one. But in the cases that they're not, you know, they'll be in rows. Yeah. Um, but... I'm telling you, if you live like I live in the country and you have a meter box, you know, in your front yard or in your side yard or whatever that looks like, keep it maintained and keep the kids out, man, because black widows and snakes and and what happens is black widows love that because it's a dark place. It's like generally when we see a black widow in the country, it's, you know, they're in a hollowed out log. It's somewhere it's very dark. Um, you know, they can build, because they don't build webs. They don't build these beautiful, like Charlotte's web, what you think about in that little cartoon. Like the the, the beautiful web. Like black widows build these ugly webs uh, to where it's like, it's almost like you gave somebody who had like ADHD and was like, just draw a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, that That's what it looks like. And yeah, you yeah, always I know it that. when you pop the meter lid open and you see that web and you're like, when I take this lid off, I need to be careful because I don't know if that spider is going to be on the lid or if it's going to be waiting right when I take the lid off, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't know. I mean, there could be a snake down in there. That's that's the thing about it. 
See, that's that's freaks me out, dude. That's scary. Think you just be going in blind, going in blind to something that could potentially like really hurt you or even kill you. Really. Imagine doing it three hundred times a day. And you say one out of every ten, probably. That's being generous. That's being very generous. It just depends on where you are. That's what I'm telling you. Is um, uh, I, you need to keep your stuff well maintained, like uh, you know your shrubbery and your grass. Like when you let your grass grow up, I mean, if you got kids, I mean, they're gonna be playing out in the yard, and if you got your grass cut, you can see. You don't know what's in that tall grass if you don't keep it cut. Yeah, I gotta do that tomorrow, man. When I get off work, on my grass is knee high out there. Dude. I'm telling you, is I mean, you take you take these things for granted. There's a reason why people do it. Other than the fact that it looks good, it's safer, you know. Yeah, you can see the snakes slithering across cut grass. You know, you know. Granted, most of the time when you run up on a snake, it it probably is not going to be poisonous, but every single time it's going to freak you out and it's going to make that snake uncomfortable to where it's going to make them feel like they're in a fight for their life because they're feeding off of your energy. Yeah, they can't talk about, hey man, I'm not going to hurt you. They can't say that. I've been bit, man. I've been bit by a snake five times. None of them poisonous. But I, I can tell you that a snake bite feels like the equivalent of running into a barbed wire fence. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like running with shorts on and like hitting it hard. Yeah. Um, and some of them are louder, but it's always going to, you know, it's always going to, it's going to prick the hell out of you and it's going to bleed. Yeah. Mine had just two little dots bleeding. I got bit by a little tiny copper, I mean a tiny cotton mouth. That's poisonous. Yeah. Had to go to the hospital. They, they, they monitored me to see if I needed to get the antivenom or not. I was big enough. It didn't really hurt me that bad. I just swole up. That's pretty wild, man. Yeah. You know, because... You know, like most of the time, like a brown cocluse, you want to talk about like spiders for a second, is uh, when a brown cocluse, if, I, if I'm if i even saying that right, um, when they bite you, it's usually in your sleep. Yeah, that's when I always throw my covers around the bed before I get in them. Uh, I had a cousin, he got bit on his uh, right ass cheek. And and his right ass cheek was rotten out. And it ended up being like a two-inch diameter of, like, rotted ass. And, you know, you had to cut that out. Yeah. And just, I mean, thankfully it was your ass, you know. I mean, it's covered. But still, two inches of rotted ass. Could you imagine how bad it sucks sitting down? Imagine waking up to that because uh, unless you're that kind of person, 
Like, I'm not the type that when I first wake up in the mirror and, you know, like, I go to the bathroom, take a shower, it's like, I don't really look at my ass. No. Like, imagine, like, getting bit in your sleep and not knowing it, and it goes on and on a couple of days, and it gets more infected, like, on the back of your leg. And nothing, you know, nothing more, maybe it's just a little itchy to where you think it's something, you know... I, I don't I don't know I don't know how do you look yourself over a lot I don't know I'm guilty of like uh, yeah no I don't do that no right not unless it hurts yeah not unless it hurts. it hurts if it's a little itchy it's like I must have got in some poison ivy or something you know what I mean yeah yeah but I'm not even allergic to poison ivy so like that's kind of a dead giveaway it's like something must have got on you but even then if you're a little bit itchy. Y'all know, if if I ever, like, feel like an itchy, like, bite mark, I almost instantly go spider every time. It's it's like how my thought process works. It's like, damn, I get hit by a spider. Because, you know, I'm I'm definitely afraid of spiders. That's probably one of my biggest fears is being under attack by some spiders. I used to be. Used to be, man. I had a lot of... uh... I had a traumatizing thing happen when I was a kid, John. It wasn't even like a poisonous spider. You grew up in Reform. Uh, you can imagine, like, on the back porch or, like, picture a door that your family really didn't use. Maybe it was the side door of the home. And, yeah. and you open that door, and then you close it, and you feel something crawling on your arm, and it's just, like, thousands of baby spiders, and then you look up, because that door hadn't been opened or tended to for some time, you look up in the upper right corner where that door swung open is you busted spider eggs. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And, like, there's just, oh, like, yeah. you know, it's just, like, the horror film. It's that part where, you know, it's like... Yeah, and they're just crawling up your arm. Ah, I'd shit my pants and probably have a heart attack. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, you know. Is uh, and we all we all falter that that is. I mean, you gotta you gotta maintain and keep up what you have. I I guess that's the lesson. If I was to give it, uh, the lesson of how to keep poisonous and uh, dangerous and predatorial things off of your land is to upkeep it. And if I were to rank that on one to ten lance arms, I'd give that advice a ten. Yeah, no, that's definitely solid ten advice. I'll, I actually agree with you on that one being a solid ten. Well, my eyes adjust, my joints are rusty, sheets are awful cold and dusty. Rover folks, they must have been a
telling you is um today was like a bad route i've been i've been working here for a year now and so like i've had i got most i got notes i keep a little notebook in my truck <laughs> and i have these addresses wrote down because you know they always come up yeah that i have to go check and it's like at um 47 da 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 um Anticipate a black widow um, possibility in the fall of there being a crawdad infestation. So you might want to grab a shovel to dig it out. Uh, other than that, maybe a bullfrog. Watch for a rattlesnake. Uh, you know, I put notes like that down. Yeah, just in case you don't go to it or to remind yourself. Yeah. Or a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I keep that little journal you know, with me, um, especially about some addresses, like if, you know, like what you were talking about, is if they've let the grass grow over it. Yeah, yeah. Is, in some of my journals, I, I have the GPS marker on Google Earth of where their meter is in case they let the grass grow over it. So you can step count it out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had to do that with the towers when I was going and checking the towers all the time last summer for the station. I had to punch, like, get the coordinates for those because they weren't on real roads, you know? Just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Out in the middle of these fields. Hey, I can mean, I... you could see it. Let, let me ask you this. Is, um... I, w- I want to hear it, like, from your teenage years, like, to when your dad talked to you like you were crap up to now is um if your dad did talk to you like you were crap yeah but um like how do you how do you do directions now Uh, to give you an example is uh i can get my dad lost on dirt roads that he grew up on now granted i know the roads and he asked me the other day um how do you not get messed up on all this and you know I just 
something simple is look at the sun. Uh, Where does the sun rise and where does it set? If I know that the sun rises in the east and it dies in the west, it's, it's leaning in the west. And so I know everything behind me is north. We're headed south. And he's like, I never thought about it like that. And I was like, you always have to keep north in your mind. You know? Yeah, no, that's why, you know, your your GPS always keeps north on top most of the time. Where if you get turned around, you always know. It kind of helps you keep, you know, you got your GPS there on the dash, and then you got, you're driving down the road. Yeah. And let's say you need to take a right onto this road. Well, let's say you get messed up and take a left. The north being on top helps you get back to where you're going. Yeah, every time. And thing about this is, you know, take, for example, that, that road that we were talking about earlier, just traveling down these back roads, right? Yeah. Is, let's just say, throw two roads out. Um, for everybody that didn't know, at least in the south, I can't speak for the whole country, but I assume it'd be this way, is every road that is odd, numbered, like 17, 95, 11, 63, 65, it always runs north and south predominantly. And anything that runs east and west, it's 22, 58, 90. And so... Even, even, even. Yeah, even. Right. And so even runs east-west, odd runs north-south. If you were on an even-numbered road and you take a right, you put yourself in a box if you'll think about it like this. If you know the road behind you, that road intersects somewhere, and there's never an intersection if it doesn't run northeast, east-west, right? It might be northeast or southwest or some bullcrap like that, but for the most part, those roads run predominantly one way or the other, right? Yeah. And so you know if you took a ride on 17, that 17 intersected with 96, okay, you have in your mind a world map. You're in Alabama, 96 hit 17, that's a corner. I took a right, okay, if I take enough rights, I'll end up on 17 or 96. The worst thing that can happen to me, I'm never lost. Because I know if I take another uh, enough rights, I'll end up on one of those two. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, no, Absolutely. Especially, man, when, you know, when I was young and be drinking on back roads, that would be, if I'd have known that, I would have never got lost or, you know, put that into practice. Yeah. You just got to, you got to think about where you are. It's like, I'm between Reform and Kennedy. Now, north and south, 
I only have two possibilities. I'll either hit Kennedy or I'll hit Reform. If I go west enough, I'll land in Mississippi. Yeah. If I go east enough, I'll probably end up in Gordo or Tuscaloosa. But if I have a common knowledge of what those road names are around me, I can build my north and souths and east and west around what those roads are called. So I can build blocks in my mind so I'll never get lost. I'll always know is like if I turn down this, the potential is the worst thing that can happen is a dead end. That's absolutely worse. That'll happen sometimes. But yeah, yeah. I'll either end up on this highway or the other and then I just have to stop for a second and reimagine what my blocks are. You know what I mean? Because I hit the end of that block. Yeah, no, that makes absolute sense, dude. Because now you you know if you're here, hell, you know you can even throw the sun in there too. I mean, even if the night, John. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the the sun follows the moon. Yeah. If it's late at you night, just reverse it. If it's late at night, let's say it's after twelve, the moon's gonna start setting where? To the west. In the- it it die the sun dies in the west. Yeah, the sun dies in the west. And the way you remember that is think about them old western films. Everything dies in the west. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It rises in the east, it'll die in the west. And that's how you keep it straight. You you can you'll never be lost and people will tell you it's like just look for an oak tree and see how the moss No, just Look at the stars. Look at the moon. Look at the sun. You'll know. And I guess if you just didn't trust which way it was sitting, you could sit there and watch it go down an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be able to really, you know, you'd have to come sit there and just stare at the sun, you know, for an hour. Like, when are you going to drop, bitch? Yeah, I just, I get, man, I get lost. So I get lost getting out of a paper bag. <laughs> Dude, I, it made me so happy when they made GPS thing. Like for real. Dude, I like I need direction. Dude, I still put my GPS on to go to work. I've been working here for almost three months. I feel it, man. I know a lot of people like that. I'm just like I, I'm just trying to like give information about how you can think about landmarks and. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's, you know, if I ever just sat there and looked at it like that, you can eventually find yourself, you know, find where you are. Oh, yeah. Find something that looks familiar. God, man, I get lost. <clears throat> Damn, I get lost. Every time, like, I used to go to Kentucky like five or six times a year at least. I'll get lost about every time coming back. Take a different way. Miss my turn. Not take the right turn. Which, I mean, in Kentucky, as long as I was going south, I knew I would eventually get somewhere I needed to be. I'd never get lost on my way there because I use a GPS. And then I'm cocky on the way home. And I got 
Yeah. And I lose my way. And then I'm too I'm and then I'm too proud to look it up. Or I'm too far off in the boondocks to where you can't. You ain't got no cell signal or anything. Yeah. No satellite signal or nothing. The GPS just like connected. Yeah, I've got man me and Diz were coming home from Kentucky one time and it was dark and I don't even like driving in the dark and I missed my turn on 24. I wasn't paying attention. It's probably asleep. You know, taking a little driving nap. One of those interstate naps, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I know about those. So I was probably taking an interstate nap and missed my turn and got way off. Like, apparently, this was asleep over next to me and I was sleep driving and we got like I don't know probably 30 miles off course dumb and dumber I thought the Rocky Mountains would be a lot rockier than this yeah dude it was one of those kind of situations like man we should be to the middle of Tennessee like to Jackson by now Jackson City you know in Tennessee you know we should be there by now Yeah. 
thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. That's going to do it for this Off the Deep End. Something that we thought would take 45 minutes ended up taking two. Uh, cut the episode in half. We may use a second for a part two of this. Uh, write us and tell us if you want the part two of the conversation. Uh, we have a website now, www.porch-talk.net. You can find all the latest information, some cool photos and uh, different ways to uh, get to know the crew and what we've been up to. Uh, your music for the show, the intro, as always, was Brother Ford by Brad Armstrong off of his 2019 album, I Got No Place Remembers Me. Uh, great album. I highly recommend it. Our first music break was Will Johnson, Predator, then Retrospect by Hunter Myers, Company Man by Spencer Thomas, Rather Low by Nick Shoulders, and I Need to Get Out by the Mulligan Brothers. Now, on the Porch Talk Facebook page, we created an event. It's on September 9th at 8 p.m. It's a Wednesday night. It's a Facebook live stream, here today, gone tomorrow. It's our second one. The first one was Taylor Hollinsworth, and if you were to check to see if that live stream was still available, you would find that it wasn't. We deleted it right after it was over. Here today, gone tomorrow. Black Betty, the moniker of Joshua Andrew Cosby, is going to play for us. It's going to start at 8, roughly, and when he gets done, we're going to remove it. So I would love for you to make plans, um, you know, click the going or interested on the Facebook event and uh, come hang out. It's a chance for us to uh, hang out while uh, Joshua's playing a live stream for us. Here is Black Betty. Is this the end? Peace out, guys. Is this the end? What are we gonna tell? The family and the kids What happened to All the promises that were made Between me and you This is just like Just like death I remember the kids Protected his mother from his father's sins. What happened to him? Did he grow up just to be the same man he was fighting? Cause this is just like this is just like just like death.
buns soft fluffy and ultra low net carbs discover hero bread the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture hero bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving order from hero.co now and get 10 off your first purchase with promo code ah10 that's 10 off with code ah10 h-e-r-o dot c-o